0: What's going on, everybody? I'm Johnny Brooke from Crafted Workshop. Welcome back to episode number 52 of the Crafted Podcast, a podcast all about making stuff by hand woodworking, metalworking, leather, electronics, and more. We put out new episodes every Thursday on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, pretty much everywhere podcasts are available. We also live stream every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern time on YouTube. You just go search for Crafted Podcasts over there. We'll come right up. That's a great way to get your questions answered live on the show. Interact with us while we're recording. It's a ton of fun, so definitely check us out on the live stream. We're also on social media at Crafted Podcasts. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. It's another great way to ask us questions or tag us in your listener projects. We do put out show notes for every episode at craftedpodcast.com. And there you can find all of the notes for the stuff we talked about during the episode. Uh last, if you want to help us out, check us out on Patreon. We added a $250 goal for a weekend show. We've got a bunch of support levels over there. We have a weekly after show, all that kind of stuff. So it's patreon.com slash craftedpodcast. And our top patrons of the week are Make, Build, Modify, Master of None, and Debbie Brook. All right, let me go ahead and introduce my co host as always. I've got James Wright from Wood by Wright. What's going on, James? Eh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Uh oh. Must be having a bad day. <laughs> and I've got Zach Herberholz from ZH Fabrications. What's going on, Zach? Hey. Well, I guess uh, let's lead off the show. I've got some pretty huge news uh, in my life that's going to be changing. Yo, what's on your bench? Yeah, my my bench. Well, we're like, what's growing inside my wife? So, um, if that hint wasn't enough, my <laughs> wife is pregnant, uh, due April twenty second. Super super exciting. Uh, this is our first kid, so you know we we're very uh, excited and I think nervous as well because I know this is going to be a huge life changer for for us and obviously for my business and and all that kind of stuff. So. With that news, unfortunately, comes some other not so happy news. Uh, basically, I'm having to kind of reassess everything I'm doing in my life and kind of, uh, you know, just bring it down to the bare essentials—the things that, you know, for me are, are the core parts of my business. And for me right now, that's my YouTube channel and, and the projects there. That's my my biggest focus. And so, um, I'm going to be stepping back from the podcast for the foreseeable future. Um, we're going to be <clears throat> rebranding it. To did we decide on this? The Creators Collective is that uh, definitely the new name?
1: I wouldn't say definitely. I would say uh, good chance. There's there's good a good chance, chance. that's uh, all right. If you guys have any any uh, suggestions for for a new uh, title, feel free to share them with us.
0: Yeah, yeah. so obviously the the crafted name is kind of, you know, uh, Crafted Workshop, so uh, I'm going to change that since I will no longer be on the show, but uh, you guys are also kind of hunting for another co-host to join you, so I think think you guys are kind of in the final stretch of that. So, um, you know, the podcast is going to continue running as usual you know, live streaming weekly episodes, all that kind of stuff. I'm just not going to be part of it, unfortunately. So I really, uh, you know, hate to hate to do this, but uh, you know, I've really loved my time with you guys hanging out on the show and uh, going to miss it. But for me, it's just like three hours of my week that I just can't, uh, I don't, I don't have the three hours to, uh, to, to spare anymore. And I know that once we have a, a small creature hanging out in the house, it's going to be even crazier. So, uh, so yeah. Um, so, with that out of the way, I guess let's go ahead and talk about what we've been working on. Let's kick us off. Zach? You're um, not eating anything for a change, so... Uh, I
1: do have a coffee bean in up. my mouth. <laughs> I just I just you found it me. on my desk and put it in my mouth. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> uh, that is odd. Yeah. Uh, man, it's been crazy. It's, well, I say that every week. I need to find a new catchphrase. phrase. Um, <laughs> Well, first of all, actually, I should say that we 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 do have our new uh, host picked out, but I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that as a surprise. We're gonna introduce him next week. Uh, he has, if you're curious, he has been on the show before as a guest. So, yes. Uh, yeah, which narrows it's, it down to like probably ten people, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's actually Bob Claggett. He's giving <laughs> up on the Making Podcast, and uh, yeah, it's, it's Bob and him, Chris Salmoni and uh, and, uh, and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're ready to ready to move on to bigger, and bigger yeah things. yeah who needs wood dog and making it we, we need both of them to fill johnny's shoes yeah that's so, funny man that's um, funny no what i've been working on well i'll start this off by saying that uh my wife and i went to a symphony last night which was pretty cool and uh nice. what was not cool was when we got home and i found out that our dog ate uh leather sunglasses case that I made. Uh, like all of it. The whole like there's one shred left. And I'm really happy you didn't eat that because otherwise I wouldn't have known and known for like a day or two. Or maybe I'd probably know this morning when I took the dog out. But um <laughs> uh, yeah, it, so this is like I like think four to five ounce leather oil tan and it was like maybe I don't know like half a sheet of paper's worth. Like just visualize that. I have no idea how we did it, but we had to take him to the vet yesterday at like 11 PM. And uh, they just, they doped him up and he threw up tons of gigantic Oof. scraps of leather. <laughs> like, I don't even yeah. know how he swallowed them. There weren't like, they weren't like little chewed up pieces. They were like, like two inches wide. Or inch and a half wide by like three, four inches long, like tons of pieces. <laughs> of I'm like how oh. I don't know. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. And the, the vet was telling me like there's there's a contest between vets like every year that's like my dog ate what or something. <laughs> and I just thought it was hilarious. This <laughs> <Just> guy's <laughs> like talking about like how vets have contests like on the internet where people submit like the weirdest things they pulled out of dogs. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that has nothing to do with You just to thought it was
2: with. a raw chew toy?
1: i have no idea but uh man yeah so so that has nothing to do with what we normally talk about on the podcast but uh it's an interesting story so i thought i was (laughs) fair fun fact fun fact um but uh, no i I was racing this week to get um to get my build for the FabTech, the lincoln electric thing uh mostly put together and shipped out i barely made it i shipped it out on tuesday should be there friday and I think we start building on Sunday or is it Monday? I can't even remember. Monday, Monday. Okay. Yeah, so it's, it's weird. I mean, it's, it's going to be a fun event, but because it's in uh, some expo center or something, there's a lot of regulations on what you can and can't do. Oh, yeah. And despite the fact that it's a fabrication expo and we're doing this for Lincoln Electric, like grinding is an iffy thing. And like open flame is an iffy thing, so that's not like, surprising man i i am I'm, I'm not at all
0: surprised. I haven't been to a ton of trade shows, both with the woodworking stuff and then also you know the cigar job I had previously. I did trade shows all the time. This places are crazy strict i mean i I've been to a cigar convention where you could not smoke cigars, so you know these these convention centers they basically yeah. have to be able to tear down. And wipe the slate clean for whatever the next, you know, like after FabTap could be, you know, an IT convention or a, you know, a, a, a Maybelline convention or whatever. And you know, having burnt carpet and all that crap is not gonna not gonna be good. So yeah, well, they, should uh, have
1: a, they should have booked a carpet cleaning convention and just let us do our thing. Yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be
0: awesome though, man. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited.
1: I'm really excited for it, but it it just got me nervous to like. I have a fairly intricate build. Um,
0: yeah, you do. It's. I.
1: I, I would. I don't want to say it's the most ambitious build, but I'm going to say it's probably the most ambitious build. <laughs> I don't want to uh, say it, but I'm going to say it. How yeah. much time do you have to do it in? I, that's not to say it's the coolest one. I'm going to say that I think, I think April's is going to be the 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 showstopper. I think her oh, yeah. build is going to be. The, the, I don't think anybody's even gonna notice what I built. Yeah, my I built
0: comparatively.
1: That was probably smart.
0: Yes, I, I've I've done John's, this kind of thing. John Malecki's
1: is going to be kinda, kind of kind of interesting. Feel like that's going to be a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it's going to be exciting. Um, I, I I'm excited to actually go to Chicago and uh, hang out with everybody and experience some nice cool weather. Last week it was in the fifties. We got into the the, the mid fifties here, and it was the best week of my life. <laughs> I was out in the shop with jeans on, and I was like manic. I was just so happy to to not just be wait busy. till you're up here in
0: November, man. We're gonna be uh, uh, it's, it's gonna be chilly,
1: yeah, uh, freezing in
2: Chicago the next week. So
1: that's awesome. Like I I don't I feel like the older I get, the more I like the cold. I know that's backwards, but. It's going to uh, be,
2: yeah,
0: Chicago should be pretty, pretty chilly, but uh, it, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, it's uh, kind of sad. You guys are going to be so close, but uh, time is going to be so tight. You think, I mean, so Sunday would be the day that I think we have some time. And like, I know April was potentially thinking about all of us doing a meetup. So if we do that, I don't know what you're up to Sunday, but Sunday would probably be the day to, to do it.
2: Yeah, let um, me know. It
0: might be free.
1: Yeah. I my really good it's only about on.
0: an hour and a half, two hours for me. And anybody listening, uh, Fabtech is free, like Lincoln Electric has free uh, tickets available. So we'll put a link to that in the show notes. If you guys are in the Chicagoland area, even if it's a bit of a trip, I mean, it's going to be me, Zach, Jimmy Duresta, April Wilkerson, John Malecki, and Doug from Retroweld all hanging out at the Lincoln Electric booth, like building stuff there live. So that's kind of a unique opportunity to be able to see all of us kind of working uh, it's going to be, I, I'm geeking out just to be able to see all the rest of these people work in person. And I'm, I don't, I don't know. I, I'm probably the most novice welder in the group, maybe me in April. Um, so it'll be, it'll be good to see the the real deal people do it in person. So that'd be cool. So cool. Uh, Zach, anything else or you want to
1: move on to James? I like how you give me that like second, second helping now. Cause I always forget stuff. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> just making sure, you know.
1: No, just trying to uh, just doing some wall sconces for this bar and like trying to price out copper, copper sheet. It is Very expensive, just yeah. prohibitively expensive. Like, yeah. yeah, and and it's like a sheet of like three by eight twenty gauge is like three hundred and seventy something bucks, which Jeez. is like okay, I can stomach that. Like, I, I can deal with that. The issue is, is shipping. They can't roll it. So guess what shipping for that is? Like two hundred bucks. Oh yeah, it's gotta be on a pallet for it. Yeah. Eight. It's insane. So like five hundred dollars for a three by eight sheet of copper. Like it's just I don't know. You so find somebody, somebody who will give you one for free, man. That's the uh that's the trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Well, I mean it's it's uh uh, and right now I'm just trying to get pricing to, to see if we want to go with copper. I want to do copper for, for this bar, but we'll see. I don't know. It's it's expensive. <laughs> yeah. Nice.
0: Cool. Well, James, what you've been working on?
2: I uh, finished up my countertop, which is really <laughs> pleasing to me that, uh, I, I, for those of you who know, I'm, I'm building a countertop out of solid surface. Um, so basically like Corian, just different name brand. Um, and I bought a sheet that is a half inch thick by 30 inches across by, uh, 13 foot long. And, uh, I decided to make the countertop. So layering it up. So I have a bull nose on the front and, uh, cutting out the sink, but then of course doing it all with hand tools. Cause I'm stupid like that, <laughs> um, but I was actually surprised at how easy it went. Um, it dulls tools faster than anything I've worked with. So I've got to be constantly, um, constantly addressing that, but uh, it, it came together and I actually have a countertop in my kitchen and a sink in my kitchen. Um, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm in the, the 19th century. Now I have the modern conveniences. <laughs>
0: I'm excited to see that thing done. Cause the flooring was awesome, man. I, I, that, it was just—it was awesome to watch you just suffer because I knew how <laughs> much it sucked. You know, it's like one of those builds that I never want to do, but is very entertaining because you know how much it's like terrible to participate in. So, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see the Corian and how it works and uh, how it works with the hand planes.
2: It's gonna be crazy. Yeah, it was it was actually really interesting because it, it planes very nicely. Um, it it works like a like a really hard maple, um, but it it gets a really nice clean cut off of the plane. I, uh, yeah, I was very impressed with that. Uh, but the, the cool thing about the the Korean countertops is they're designed to be just sanded. So if you ever have a scratch in it, you just hit it with uh, like a 220 and then a 330, um, and then you buff it out with a scotch bright pad, and you're good to go. Um, and so any you know, nicks or scrapes that I had, or if there were any plane marks left over by it, then I could just, I could very quickly sand them out and buff it away. And it, it it looks great. Um, I was blown away with how easy it really was. So do you think it'd cut like the Mm -hmm. same with like a table saw or
0: something like that? Like super easy or. Yeah. I was just cutting with a
2: handsaw. Um, I actually, um, there's the, the countertop piece I made is a, is a big L. Um, so there's an inside corner that I wanted to have about a, a two inch radius on that inside corner. And then we have um, a three eighths, about a three eighths round over on top and bottom. Um, so normally, you know, you would, you would cut that with a hole saw and then you would use a router to put the three eighths um, round over top and bottom on it. Mm. Um, but with hand tools, um, I, I can make the 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 roundover on the straight edges fairly easily with a, with a plane and just you know round it down with a, with a hand plane, um, but yeah. getting into the corner, I actually ended up having to carve it with bench chisels, hmm. um, and so it, it took a little bit of time, but it, it actually came out really well and it, it carves really nicely. Um, I was I was I was really impressed with that. I was, I was kind of expecting to end up chipping a couple chisels, uh, yeah. having to spend some time, but it it carved really nicely. I had this beautiful round over there that you wouldn't know was was hand carved on. I, was, I was impressed it was it was far easier than i was anticipating so
0: nice man that's cool i'm excited to see that corian is one of those materials i have not worked with and uh i would like to because i know obviously ben has done a lot of cool stuff with it lately with the cnc and uh i think there's a lot of potential there for sure. Especially, I don't know why none of us use it for like tabletops and I mean coffee tables, in tables, it'd be perfect for them. It's dimensionally stable. It's, you know, it's I'm thinking about uh, using
2: it for inlays in the future. It's kind yeah. of expensive though, isn't it? Uh yes, for a half inch sheet, it's expensive. It was uh, 450 bucks shipping and everything to get that one sheet to me. Whoa. Um, yeah, but, all right. Uh, that's why. <laughs> that's why we use one. I also, I also got a <laughs> high grade um, top. I got one with the the speckle and other things in it. If you get, if you're looking for like you know solid color, uh, especially if you can find a supplier around you, you can buy a sheet for 150. Oh, that's yeah, that's um, reasonable. They're they're not that expensive for for the the cheaper ones that you're not wanting to make you know a, a really high quality countertop out of. yeah no it works very well and with power tools it would work even easier (laughs) far easier yeah
0: yeah no that's uh that's interesting that's cool but it's kind of nice because
2: um i I, i'm at a stopping point in the kitchen it is functional um i have you know i have a few other things to do and eventually i'm going to be making trim and then i'll make a couple videos for that um but i'm now into the shop again so i'm now woodworking again and it's it's it is a fantastic feeling um, yeah, that so. is uh, that is very nice. I,
0: I have been in the shop quite a bit this past week, and it's been kind of refreshing to not uh, you know just be right in it, not having to do a ton of computer work and or be outside the shop like you. I that would get that uh, get old very quickly. Just doing like the home renovation stuff.
2: Yeah. Well, and and to celebrate, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be putting out one woodworking video every day for the month of November. Uh, so <laughs> wow. We, That'll be crazy and a lot oh, of fun. But it should uh, should keep me in the shop a good bit. So I'm, I'm nice. building. I'm finishing out the tool racks, and then uh, gonna be working on a few small projects. But the the big thing is finishing up the the lathe. So hopefully yeah. that'll be in the next week or two.
0: That I'm very excited to see. I, uh,
2: I'm hoping you hurry up on that. So. I <laughs> want to get done so I can I can bring it uh, uh, when we when we all go out to your place.
0: Oh yeah. That'd be, that'd be cool. That would be, that'd be good. Cause I, you know, <clears throat> as we figure out what we're doing with this collaboration build, which I don't think we're going to spill the beans on quite yet, but you know, yeah. how to incorporate hand tool work is uh, a bit of a trick. So that'll be, yeah. you could do some cool stuff with that. Nice. Well, I have been hard at work on this dang assembly table. It has been a massive project. It's just yeah. got a ton of hardware and, it's a big one. It's uh, I think it was four sheets, a three quarter inch plywood, a sheet of half inch and a sheet of quarter inch and, uh, nine, uh, sustainer trays, seven drawers, you know, uh, the, obviously the top with all the T track stuff. So it was, uh, quite a bit of work and it's, uh, it's a bit of a beast. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to see how a, I like using it instead of the, uh, Palk bench, but B how the, the video does. I, I, i don't do many shop projects because i personally am not a huge fan of them Um, they're kind of a pain and i'd rather spend my time building stuff for inside my house or for other people but uh you know obviously shop projects a lot of woodworkers enjoy watching so it should be uh should be kind of interesting but it's definitely it's definitely the most uh Involved and probably intense, like outfeed assembly table build. I think I've seen just just the amount of T track is is insane. It's it's uh, it's gonna be interesting, but yeah, I'm I'm definitely digging it. the The T track just looks so good once you get it all installed, and it's uh I, I managed to do it pretty cleanly. I had like one little slip up. Actually, the last the last groove I was routing for the t- last bit of T track was. Uh, I was I pulled the router in the wrong direction, and so instead of being pushed up against the fence, it pulled away from the fence and like you know took a little, probably like a quarter inch little round area out next to one of the tracks. And functionally, it makes no difference. But I'm going to end up probably filling it with wood filler, or epoxy, and sawdust or something. Just it's always in the last cut, isn't it? Always, yeah. always, and you know I'm like battling this cold as you guys might be able to hear, and you know this is like the fourth day straight i've worked on it, so and I'm trying to get the video out, so it's just one of those things again, it's always because of rushing and always because you're just thinking ahead to the next five things you got to do,
1: and uh that's when that's when you're not paying
0: attention for that moment, so
1: I feel like routers are the to me I think they're the most dangerous tool. And uh, like, I'm the most yeah. apprehensive about using a router. They're the most they're not... unpredictable. That's well, the thing to yeah, me, I mean, you know? Well, it's just like... I don't know. I, like I love a most... hand
2: router. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> it doesn't I count. feel like they're, they're just so, they're so like temperamental. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. like, they're, they're like, everything can be going perfectly fine. And like, you just loosen up your grip a bit too much or yep. you you I, I don't even know i never even know what it is i do wrong on them. yeah it hits Especially a knot routing, or some weird grain the 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 craziest is if you're ever if you ever tried routing like the inside of a hole a circle oh, yeah that is like a nightmare because if you like yes. accidentally let it climb cut oh yes like yeah. just spiral out of control Yes, it's, uh, yeah. in, in a router bit. On for, fortunately, uh, I've I've been good so far. But like, I would imagine a router bit could do some really really, really bad damage to uh, to your body. So I've cut the crap out of my
0: hand just installing that uh, Whiteside Ultimate flush trim bit, Jeez. and so if it was on, it would just destroy you like that. Yeah. That was my like probably scariest <laughs> router moment was using that bit. Cause it's a monstrosity. It's like an inch and a half tall, seven eighths inch diameter spiral, crazy bit. And I was doing that kerfing in table and doing exactly what you're talking about routing on the inside of to try to flush up the like edge, you know, the hardwood edge banding with the plywood. And just for one second, it went in the wrong direction and it just, pulled it away from me and I mean luckily it was all enclosed in the end table carcass, but I mean it just it scared the crap out of me. You know, like I'm like this is just a a death machine. So yeah, Yeah. I definitely respect routers. I mean they're they're amazing tools because they are so versatile and they can do so much. But you you gotta have your mind
1: on what you're doing constantly for sure when you're routing. I I remember I think it was probably a year or so ago but Jimmy had some video where he was get some gigantic blade on some router and for fear of exactly that happening, he made, uh, I can't, I don't know the anatomy of a router, but the, the base, I think mm-hmm. that's probably the right word actually. Yeah. Uh, he made his own base out of plexiglass and he made it like a foot long and put like <laughs> a, put like a 50 or 60 pound dumbbell on the plexiglass so that like, <laughs> if that thing bucked or kicked, like it wouldn't, you know, cut him in half. I thought
2: that was pretty, pretty clever. Yeah.
1: yeah that is very, very clever. Yeah. Paul, <clears throat> Paul Jackman
0: in the, uh, in the live chat just said a kid at his vocational high school, put a bit in the router that was way too big and chopped the ends of all his fingers off on one hand. You guys yeah. That's
1: how Paul never shows his whole left hand in a video. <laughs> <laughs> He's that
2: kid. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad got his finger caught in one when I was a kid. Oh. Thankfully, terrible. it didn't take much off, but uh, it was uh, it was one of those things of oh yeah, don't do that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, that was the most kind of the part of the build I was most nervous about was routing in the tracks for the T tracks, and it, it went pretty smoothly. Besides that, I was actually kind of impressed. Um, it was you know I just used like my my track saw track as the guide across like the short width of the. Of the table, and then I used an edge guide along the edges uh, for the the tracks that are like three inches in. And then I used a long piece of plywood for the the long direction grooves. Unfortunately, there was a little bit of flex in the middle of the plywood, so oh. the groove was a little bit sloppy on that one. But you know, again, it's all functionally fine. I mean, those T tracks are secured like every six inches with a, a one inch screw, so they're not going anywhere. But uh, you know, it's. It's gonna be cool. I'm I'm excited to have it, and uh, I'm I was just so sick of losing screws through the PALK bench top. I literally, <laughs> literally every single project I have ever built since I got that, I had screws fall through there, and I don't know so how people deal with it. Shake it. It's like ridiculous, and like the thing with the PALK is the whole inside section is storage. So I was keeping all my table saw jigs and stuff in there. Oh. So if I lost a screw, like it's gone, it's, it's into the abyss, you know, like there is, <laughs> I would have to pull out every jig to try to find it. And so, you know, when like, when projects like the hardware would come with like exactly the number of screws I needed, I was so nervous, you know, cause it wasn't even like dropping it. It's like when you're driving a screw and it decides to, like flip off sideways and you know, I, I don't know. It was, out or uh, something. Yeah. Yeah. It was nerve wracking. So uh, I'm, I'm glad to be,
1: when I Glad was when I was a mechanic, track. I'm sure you can get them anywhere. But those little magnetic oh yeah, like that's something that I yeah. should get. I probably never will. Me too. Harbor
0: Freight has them, but so the thing is, I I don't lose them usually just by like having them sitting on the table and them rolling. It's when I'm like trying to drive the screw and it falls or something like that that that's when it always. Uh, When it always happens. But anyway, so that video should be out later today, hopefully. So we'll see. It's going to be a a long one, though. So the edit is taking quite a long time. But uh, yeah, (laughs) that's about all I've been working on. So I guess let's move into some questions from the audience. We've got uh, one from our patron, Mark Maunula. Uh, So he said he was recently able to get a couple hundred board feet of butternut. And so he says after looking at the tree identification he sees it's a very soft wood. What type of projects would it be good for? And what type of projects should I probably avoid? Carving. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. A fantastic wood for carving. Yeah. Well, we built our uh, waterfall table out yeah. of butternut. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean I don't think it's any softer than pine, probably, and people build all kinds no, of crap. No, it's out harder of than pine. It's, yeah.
2: It's probably in the, the range of, like, a sapeli. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Oh, well, then that should be fine. <laughs> no,
2: I mean, in all honesty, I mean, you can make anything out of any wood. I mean, people make a lot of uh, a lot of fuss about, you know, that's too hard of wood for that, or that's too soft of wood for that. You know, even like a workbench, Um, the, the tradition is you make your workbench out of, like, rock maple or um, some other seriously hard wood. Well, in all honesty, a soft workbench is actually a nice thing because if you're working on something that's slightly softer than your bench and you bounce it on the corner or something of that nature, it's not going to ding it up. Uh, And that's one of the reasons why I made the the edges out of of walnut as opposed to oak or something harder so that all the corners on mine are a little softer than the inside. Um, So it's
0: it's definitely not... Close to Sapelia. I'm just looking at the the Janka hardness scale 600? on Belfort's website. So for butternut, it's 490, and 490, for Sapelia, oh. supposedly it's 1500, which is crazy. Um, so butternut is kind of right in there with poplar and Spanish cedar, <clears throat> and that's probably only woods. Yeah, that's that's, that's kind of the only two. Aspen, which is what two by fours, a lot of times are going to be aspen. Mm-hmm. So. It's going to be fairly soft, but I mean, a ton of people use poplar for like face frames and any kind of painted, you know, I made
1: a, I made a little dinner table out of poplar once. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't heard any, any, anything back from them. So
0: it also depends on like what you like stylistically. Like if you build rustic furniture, who cares if it gets a couple of dents in it? I mean, I personally, I I don't. So if I was building a modern piece, I wouldn't want it to get dented. But if you do build rustic stuff, that kind of works perfectly.
2: Yeah. But, but i mean even like yeah. boxes and things like that would be fantastic work it. Yeah. it is a it is a great hand tool wood um it's it's very easy to work very simple uh, really nice to plane
1: yeah, yeah i'd say i'd pretty much just say like it's probably not the best writing surface for like a desk but mm-hmm. <laughs> other than that uh,
0: who we- writes on desks these days anyway man i not <laughs> written on my desk in years <laughs> Um, yeah, it's a really cool looking wood too. I think it's got a really interesting. It's got a lot of character. depending on. Yeah, depending on you know obviously the kind of one you got, but that slab we got was awesome. That thing was really cool. So cool. Um, let's see. Uh, Tracy Keaton says she has a 1780s Chinese calligraphy scholar cabinet that is in need of some type of hydration. <clears throat> I'm afraid to touch it because it's so thin. Could we recommend something? Yeah. I, I don't know. This That's not my forte. So James, James you got right. anything?
2: <laughs> <laughs> you like old stuff. First of all, I'm not a specialty in uh, um, historical restoration. And that is, um, it, yeah, if you're wanting to do it right, we're not the people to talk to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're dealing with like a yeah. nice expensive piece, I don't think anyone <laughs> wants to give an answer.
0: Because Message Freddie Roman on Instagram. He's, he's the dude. Period. Yeah. Craftsman. Yeah, so
2: that there's... being said, I mean, if like I, I often have um, old hand tools like uh, wooden planes and things like that that I want to hydrate or uh, they've they just become um, cracked or they've uh, you know they, they they don't feel good anymore. Um, I'll, I'll soak it in bo- boiled linseed it will um, Let that. Um, soaking either putting it on the surface and and letting it seep in, or if it's small enough, I'll put it in a ziploc bag full of boiled linseed oil and just let it soak um, and that that does very very well, but for something like a a Chinese cabinet, hmm, I don't know um, yeah a lot of the finishes
1: <laughs> and stuff they used back then, like I think I think a lot of people would be reluctant to recommend anything because if it's valuable, it's very easy to do something yeah, that you think yeah. you're doing a good thing for and completely yeah. devalue the piece. So if it's, if it's worth money or it might be worth money, I would not touch it until you talk to somebody who, yeah. who knows more than we do about that.
2: Yeah. Look up, yeah. um, not spec Um, the society for Mr. I guess that I'm gonna have to look that up. now. society for, Pref- preservation of. <laughs> oh, it's going to kill me now. It's, it's an entire group that all they do is antique furniture restoration. Uh,
0: mm. I always want to yeah.
2: say Speb but that's uh, um, quartets, uh, barbershop quartets. It's not that. <laughs> no, that's that's <laughs> not it. Your Your other hobby.
0: One of your other hobbies. Nice. Well, we'll put that in the show notes if James can remember it. <clears throat> so, sorry sorry to be of zero help, Tracy. <laughs> that was uh, literally useless. Okay. Uh, Evan Dunville asks, he's going to be building a plane till soon. Any suggestions on the angle to use? So, once again, James, I think we'll default to you on that one.
2: Sorry, I was looking this up. What was the question again? Okay. He's building a saw till. <laughs> Or plane till, what angle should he use? Um, uh, Whatever you want. <laughs> uh, on mine, I didn't put any angle. The The planes are flat on the wall. Um, that saves space, and I like that. Um, you just have to have a cleat so they don't fall away from the wall. Um, ah, okay. And so I have a... They, they sit on a shelf that has a slight angle so that it wants to pull the, the heel against the wall. And then at the toe on the top, there's a little cleat that holds the toe in. So you, you clip the toe in and then you swing the bottom in and drop them down a little bit and it holds them in really well. Um, but uh, I mean, if you want to put an angle on it, um, it's I'm trying to remember, I think it was like 18 degrees and they won't fall. Um, so anything more than that, then you don't need a cleat on the toe. If I remember correctly off the top of my head, it was 18 degrees for a number four. Um, yeah. I think,
0: that, uh, Matthias Wandel did a, a good kind of plane storage, yeah. rack at some point too, where he did the same thing, where it was kind of a, uh, you know, something to hold the toe in so it wouldn't fall backwards, and uh, that might be something to check out. I mean, yeah, definitely. Depending on how many planes you build, if it's a lot of them, that angle could kind of start to protrude out from the wall a good bit, so you might yeah. want to
2: just conserve some space. Yeah, I didn't put an angle on mine because it's just it it eats up a lot of space. And it, it not only eats it up, but it creates dead space um, that yeah. you really can't do anything with. The, the space behind it is kind of a – you know, a lot of people either, like, create a cubby that you can access it from the end, or they make panels that slide, and there's all sorts of things you can do to, to use that space. But it just – it's always – a triangle is a difficult space to use. <laughs> so yeah, it, exactly. That's mine. Yeah. Cool. Um, uh, <clears throat> we got
0: another one from metal and grain. Uh, have we ever explored making mini series for our channels? If so, which ones? So, uh, I personally I have, uh, I have been considering finishing our attic. So it's already got subfloor and it's framed out. So it would basically be me, uh, putting an in installation, hanging drywall, installing hardwood flooring, and then kind of, you know, tricking it out to be an office space for me. But the biggest holdback is it's, probably would be like $6,000 of materials. So trying to find somebody to potentially sponsor that bill before I kind of eat that cost. But uh, that'd be a pretty cool one. Would add value to my house because it'd be adding finished space. Uh, So yeah, that's one I've been thinking about. What about you guys?
2: Um, I did um, one on boiled linseed oil and uh, paste wax finishes. So making boiled linseed oil, making bleached linseed oil, and a whole bunch of things like that were like for – Almost a month. All I was doing was videos on that. <coughs> um, other than that, I think it's particular project builds, like the dresser that was like fourteen some videos long. But <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: so yeah you you seem to like to break things up into series. I, yeah. I try to avoid it because I just I don't know I, I'm I don't like watching series videos because I'm always like oh I just want to see it done. So I don't know that that's always my thought.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat. If I can, if I can put it in one video, I, I try to do that. Um, so, I mean, I guess it's kind of, it's not really a mini series, but um, my, I have a separate channel for my truck. It's a 61 Apache that I'm restoring. Uh, that's ZH Restoration. It's been pretty much all summer since I put out a video because it's uh, too damn hot here and I've been pretty busy, but I have some, some big, uh, big work coming up soon to it. I'm getting ready to rip off the rear bumper and straighten the box out and redo the grill and stuff. So that's, I don't don't know if that's a mini series, but uh, sort of. Um, It's a cool video
2: series though. It's I'm excited.
1: I feel really bad that it's been so long since I put out a video. I've just been, I just haven't had the time and it's, it's too hot to be out in the sun and, and the heat at the same time here. So it's, it's getting to be that season. So um, I'm sure I'll I'll get a lot of work done to it over the next four or five months. Um, yeah, so yeah. I'm excited.
0: I, I really liked that series for sure. i I'm I'm a sucker for that kind of thing. Have you ever seen Tom's Turbo Garage, Zach? He is oh. a YouTube guy. Uh, awesome. He took a. Mazda Miata like a 2008 or something and put in a LS3 V8 from like a Corvette and it was insane and managed to maintain the perfect 50-50 weight balance during the process but he is like a seriously talented mechanic and has a garage that looks like an auto body shop it's freaking spotless and awesome and yeah. Definitely recommend checking him out if uh, if you're into that kind of stuff. you
1: probably still haven't checked out Roadkill yet, have you?
0: I have not, but yeah, my, I don't know what I need you to. do
1: because you will say, oh my God, why didn't I watch it. this earlier? Like, well, I think prepared. I probably
0: will soon. I've been yeah. on a car kick lately, so that's my recommendation for this week is car related. So yeah, that's, uh, I decided that if I was not doing woodworking, I think one of the more fun things to do would be a high-end car reviewer. Just being able to go around... And drive like ridiculously <laughs> nice Ferraris and you know McLarens and all the cars that we will never even get to sit in, and yeah. uh, you know go freaking drift them around corners at a at a track. That would be super fun. I
1: so. used to I used to really like when I was a kid. I used to really be into like really nice cars, and now I'm into really crappy cars. Like I really <laughs> like I like death traps with way too much horsepower, <laughs> like just an engine and. Not much else. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Nice. Cool. Well, I think
2: uh, I did find it. uh, It was Society for American Period Furniture Makers. (laughs) There you go. Uh, But they do a lot of um, studying old furniture, looking at uh, pieces that have been restored or maintained, and then duplicating them. Uh, So, a lot of how to do traditional finishes and uh, things of that nature yeah definitely look them up uh, it's sapfm.org society nice. for american period furniture makers
0: yeah i think uh Ramona and shannon rogers from wood talk have both talked about that before yeah. i think they're both members i think
2: so. yeah i'm a member but I, I don't do anything with them um i just throw money out them because i like what they do <laughs> I, I just i never nice. follow them at all because it's not my that's it's funny not as much my thing nice Cool. Uh, all right. So I
0: think that'll do it for the main part of the show. So let's move. We got another awesome joke of the week from Jeff Gruff. So yeah, Jeff is uh, coming through with some some good ones. So what did the tree do when the bank closed? It started its own branch.
1: That uh, was real good. I got most of my last night earlier on that one. But it's, it's good that's a good one.
0: Nice, thank you, Jeff, for that. That's like the got... perfect.
1: That's the perfect example of like corny woodworking joke that we see. Oh yeah.
0: Yes, that's yeah. A,
1: that was a good one.
0: Yeah, that's that's perfect. That's if it falls into the category of dad joke. That's uh, that's very mm-hmm. fitting. So precisely. Cool. Well, I guess let's talk about what we've been watching. As I said, I'm going to go ahead and kick it off with mine. Uh, This Chris Harris on Cars. Uh, I don't know how the heck I've missed this guy. Evidently, he's like the new host of Top Gear or one of the new hosts. And uh, he had his own YouTube channel, you know, back in like 2014 time period and just incredibly well done. Like they look like their TV shows. And he's really enthusiastic. He's got a great personality and. He drives just some of these most awesome, cool cars out there. He did a really awesome tour of the Singer factory out in California, and Singer makes like a Porsche 911, like retro kind of refits of old school Porsches, and kind of they bring them up to modern standards and do so, so much more just Really, really cool, so I uh, definitely recommend going and check out Chris Harris on cars. He's also now on the top gear channel on YouTube as well as the drive channel, so he's got a bunch of content out there and uh once you dive down that rabbit hole, there's a lot to adjust, so that's my pick of the week James
2: I have just dove and div and jumped into the uh <laughs> and uh oh this is this is like luxurious for hand tool guys. This is, this is, this is awesome. I mean, it's, it is a, it's not a magazine. It is, you know, it's, it's a full blown book. It's a good half inch thick journal um, out of high quality paper, gorgeous pictures. Um, and all um, looking at historical builds, how are things done? Um, great articles, tearing apart different things. They even have an article here on a, a, a spring pole lays and historical drawings and just, I do not read books and actually sit down and read them. I do all audiobooks. Very, very rarely do I actually read anything. This is the thing that this is probably one of the two or three things that I actually sit down and read. Uh, it is, it is phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I love it. Nice. It's, it's very. Uh, it's
0: a, it's a, a sight to behold for sure. Yes. That is it. A unique piece, for sure. Oh, by the way, uh, I don't know why this reminded me of that, but did you guys hear they're not doing WIA this year? They had skipped it last year, I guess, because of...
2: I was waiting to see it. No, I hadn't heard that.
0: Handworks, and I don't think they're doing it again for many years, so I'm kind of surprised and bummed by that. That was a fun excuse to get together with a lot of people. Um, So
1: I'm sure there will be plenty more... um like i, I don't know like man there's, there's really there's not like, that many
2: hand tool focused yeah you know classy
0: there's, woodworking. there's a lot of maker events but there's not a lot of woodworking events i feel like yeah. you know there's really handworks and shop talk live and then the rest of them are like trade shows like iwf i do not consider a woodworking event it is a business to business event for the most part and the
2: woodworking shows are just like eh.
0: yeah boring I mean they're they're exactly the same at every one that you go to, so yeah, that's kind of a bummer, but uh, oh well, Zach, what you've been watching or
1: whatever uh actually reading this thing called a book, I'm not sure if you've heard of them um, <laughs> It's paper and you hold yes. it how uh, retro i know it's it's like in style, I think it's coming back um, no, I'm reading I ordered a I like vinyl. Yeah, pretty much. That's, that's a good, good, uh, analog there. Um, so no, I ordered, uh, I ordered a, a book that's pretty much like an industrial design sketching book. And it just kind of teaches you a lot of skills for, um, drafting and drawing. And, uh, it's incredibly boring, but there's a lot of really good information in it. I'm learning a lot. So I've been, I've been trying to draw something every day and just kind of increase my, um, skill in that territory. So uh that one's the one that I ordered is called How to Draw, uh Drawing and Sketching Objects and Environments from Your Imagination by Scott Robertson. Uh pretty highly, highly renowned guy, but like I said, it's it's incredibly dry. It's very textbooky um stuff. But uh that and being is that it was October, I thought I would read myself a scary book. So I actually uh, been reading a book called Intensity by Dean Koontz, which is actually really good. It's nice. like I'm I'm ashamed to to like be reading that kind of stuff, but it's so good. Like you just <laughs> like can't. You'll know, like sit down and read a few pages, and like two hours will go by, and yeah. So. Yeah,
0: that's that's Stephen King for me, man. If you have you ever read it, if you're in like a horror mood, it is incredible. Has
1: anybody seen the new movie It? Oh yes.
0: It How was it? so good. So I, I, is good. It better than the first one? Than the original? The first one was terrible. Yes, it's a 100 million one
1: times better. I mean, I haven't seen the first one since I was a kid, so if I watched yes. it now, it would probably be like You would not Ooh. be impressed. I, I remember though as a kid, like in the very end when they went into the cave and it like was a spider. Even as like a 10-year-old, I was like that's stupid. <laughs> like what happened? Like you had this awesome Building up this awesome climax and then like this terrible, like dollar store Halloween spider, like that-
0: <laughs> that, yeah. Well, that's the the thing now is I feel like I'm never let down when they finally do the reveals because like CGI has gotten so good that it is incredible what they can do now. It's uh, yeah, I, I highly recommend it. It, it is a two parter. This one is, which makes sense because the book is insanely long, um, and so. I I is thought it was the probably the best. Yeah, the movie. I, that's what I mean. The movie is a two parter, not the book. Um, so,
1: like how, so is there like maybe I don't know my vernacular. Is there? You mean like there's a part one and a part two, or there's going to be a sequel?
0: No, there's part one and part two. So basically, they covered essentially half the book in the first movie. Okay. So, but it's the book is kind of split up into more. You know, like it, it's kind of split into parts anyway, in a way. So anyway, I'm not going to ramble on about it forever. This is not a it podcast. So uh, great movie. Highly recommend you go see it for sure. So um, I guess let's see. Uh, favorite tools of the week. Um,
2: James, you got one? I have an egg beater drill. Um, I, <laughs> I When I first started using egg beater drills, I really didn't much enjoy them. And I used the brace anytime I could, uh, but this is just I, I well especially with all the time I spent on it on the, the flooring, um, I got to know the drill and how it works, and I, I, I now reach for it far more than I used to. I really rather enjoy it, especially the one I have. It's, it's an old Miller Falls um, really well made and just runs nicely. It's happy. It's an enjoyable tool.
0: Nice. Yeah, you used it a lot on that floor, that's for sure. Yes, I did. That was uh, <laughs> probably more than you ever wanted to. <laughs> um, Alright, my tool of the week is this Rockler Univo- <clears throat> Universal Drawer Slide Jig. It uh, Considering I had to install like 15 pairs of drawer slides on this project i was very happy to have it it's basically it just holds the drawer slide in position allows you to kind of clamp it in place and, and you know free up a hand so you can drive in some screws so um, i definitely recommend it it's like you know 30 bucks or something if you've got a bunch of bunch of drawer slides to install it's very useful so that's my pick
1: zach um, so I'm actually going to go with something a little different this week. It's, uh, it's actually a tool I've been using for leather working. It's a, uh, uh, the Ulfa 45 millimeter rotary cutter and they're pretty mm. cheap. Like I yes. think the link that I have, it's like 18 bucks and you get an extra blade. Um, it's unbelievable. It's one of those tools that if you're cutting leather with like an exacto or some sort of razor blade or something, especially if it's not veg tan, like if it's soft, what happens when you put your ruler or your straight edge down and you go to cut it, as soon as you get to like the end, the last part of the cut, the leather stretches a bit. So then when you pull your cut, like your corner is a little bit like rounded on the edge or it's, or the opposite, it's pointy on the edge. So because the, the blade pulls the leather, if it's soft and it makes it really hard to get a straight cut, uh, the rotary cutter is it's a rotary cutter, believe it or not. And, uh, (laughs) So essentially it's like a little pizza cutter kind of with a incredibly sharp blade. And since all of the force that you put is actually directed almost, well, it's tangentially. So it's directed like straight down. So the leather doesn't move as you cut it. And it's, it's crazy how sharp it is. Like you, it just cuts through stuff like butter. It's not, I mean, it's not like a pizza cutter, which I think is the, worst invention ever because they <laughs> never cut pizza you just roll over it a hundred times and get out a knife and end up cutting it but this actually works so
0: yeah no it's uh i have that exact rotary cutter and i used it for both the leather project i did and then also the upholstery and it it cuts so incredibly well especially you get one of those self-healing mats and then you don't have to yeah. worry about kind of dulling it up this quickly and uh yeah it's it's awesome Totally agree. Yeah. Cool. Well, I guess that'll do it. So uh it's been real, guys. This I guess is this sad, is it man. for me. I know. It's uh it's a bummer, but you know, we'll still, of course, be in touch through our other uh meetings and you know, Facebook chat and all that stuff, and you know, y'all will be up in my place in I guess a few weeks, really.
1: I it's wonder well, I'm sure we'll have you back on the show on occasion.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I can I mean, be we'll a guest.
1: We'll <laughs> yeah. I'm a on. traitor, a, uh, <laughs> a deserter.
0: <laughs> no, it's yeah. been uh, been a ton of fun and to the audience, thank you all so much. Uh, you're going to miss the, the weekly live chat and all that. It was super fun. So
1: we're uh, with us for a few weeks while we get our, uh, yeah, hey, we, we, just, have, we have a new host next week, but I mean, I don't think anybody, I think we're going to have a hard time doing what Johnny does. He, I think he's a big part of the chemistry behind everything that has led us to where we're at. I can't, I can ramble forever, but I cannot direct a podcast. I tried that one time and it was a train wreck. So, uh, so just bear with us while we, while we get, get back into the groove and kind of reestablish our. Or uh whatever the word i'm looking for is that thing. <laughs>
0: the flow yeah no it's yes. uh it'll yeah. be good we'll y'all figure it out and uh yeah i'm sure i'll be back as a guest at some point in the future so uh that being said my youtube channel and all that stuff will be continuing as usual so you know i'm certainly not getting out of the woodworking game or anything like that it's just I'm I'm trying to eliminate as much in my life that's not just the absolute most critical things as my core part of my business. So you're not gonna map Vanderlist on us, right? No, definitely not. No. I would be uh well, I, I would stop making money if I did that, considering this is my full time job, so I'm not going anywhere. So um thanks to everybody for listening and uh I guess yeah, the show will be back next week as usual. That might be a different name, but uh the iTunes subscriptions would stay you know stay active so that shouldn't be a
1: problem uh, we can transfer the feed that way and, Segwaying uh, into a different name and for those who weren't here at the beginning we do have yeah. a, a another show host picked out for next week it's a surprise he's been on the show before yeah and uh, it, it should be good but if uh if you guys have any suggestions for names feel free to throw them at us we're thinking we're leaning towards the creators collective at the moment so Yeah.
0: Cool. Awesome guys. Well, I guess that'll do it this week and uh, until next time,
1: happy building.